Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Welcome everyone to Healthy Mind Fit Body Podcast. This is Wes and Kevin's on the other line. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Wes. How's it going? Going pretty well. Number 12 this time around. We got a dozen podcasts almost in the can here. And uh, we were thinking about something that we haven't touched on in all the podcasts that we've done is breakfast. Yeah. What did you have for breakfast this morning? I had some Greek yogurt, low-fat Greek yogurt, Mm. and I mixed in some cashews and some blueberries and a piece of toast with some coconut oil and a little bit of honey. Uh Uh-huh. Would that be buckwheat honey? Uh, No, it would be Trader Joe's honey, actually. Oh, Trader Joe's. You know, I got some uh, wildflower honey the other day, and apparently it's a little darker than regular honey. Yeah. And it does contain more antioxidants. The darker the honey, I guess the best is the buckwheat, but it's hard to find that. Yeah. It has, you know, even the wildflower has a little bit of that molasses taste to it. You can definitely tell it's a little bit uh, a stronger form. There's some more stuff in there. Yeah. The darker, the better, I guess, though. Yeah, I had um, some mixed berries, uh, which would be blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, and strawberries, and some peanut butter. What I do is kind of make a uh, smart man's peanut butter and jelly sandwich (laughs) without the bread, basically. So I I buy lots of frozen vegetables and fruits, and and I buy the frozen mixed berries and frozen blueberries because it's really convenient and I don't know if we've mentioned, but frozen foods can be just as or more nutritious than the uh, fresh stuff because obviously it takes time to bring this stuff to market, right? If it's fresh, they have to do it pretty quickly and it can uh, lose some of its nutrients in the process. Whereas uh, the frozen stuff, they basically take it out of the fields and freeze it and everything is pretty well stored there. But um, pop the frozen stuff in the microwave, you know, a cup or two cups worth and then eat it with peanut butter. And it's mighty tasty and very healthy, of course. Yeah, that's good stuff. So that would be the carbs and the fat, the fat coming from the peanut butter. And then some protein powder and maybe a dash of yogurt, the whole yogurt, and not the sweetened stuff. Because most of the yogurt you run into is loaded with carbs, like four to five to one carb to protein ratio. So you want to get the plain yogurt, right? Yeah, it's pretty bad. My family, we grew up eating the Yoplait yogurt, you know, the, the little containers that are kind of oddly shaped and they have the tinfoil top. Mm-hmm. Those were so good. I used to love them as a kid. Oh, they're really tasty. Yeah, and I thought they were so healthy. And then uh, later when I started looking at actual nutritional value, nutritional content of things, it's like drinking a Coke. It's like 40 <laughs> grams of sugar or something. And it's like, I think it even has the high fructose corn syrup, not even real sugar. So it's just... I mean, really horrible. And it's got a little bit of protein, but I don't know. I mean, when I see my parents, they're still pounding away at the yo play. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I notice like, you know, I'll see them eating it for lunch and stuff. I guess if you had that and you mixed in some protein powder and some fat of some sort, it wouldn't be the, the most horrible thing. But um, yeah, so the, the goat yogurt that you had, um, yeah, that's the whole plain yogurt too, huh? Yeah, I eat a lot of that. The goat's milk yogurt, which is, yeah, it's whole goat's milk. Nah. Yeah, yeah. goats know where it's at. Yeah. So you have to like, uh, the fat probably separates, you have to mix it together? No, no, it's all mixed up. It's huh. it's good to go right away. Right on. But I do a little bit of uh, stevia powder in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the taste is, I think, a lot better. And it's, you know, no calories, no sugar, no extra carbs, so. 
Yeah, I really like to mix uh, whey protein powder with the yogurt, the plain yogurt, because then it'll add some flavor to it. Oh, yeah. Mighty tasty, and you'll definitely get the protein. But the fruit on the bottom yogurts, I always wondered why, with any sort of product that has fruit in it, why they would add extra sweetener to it. Because fruit obviously has enough sweet taste to it. It should, yeah. Yeah, but they end up putting the high fructose corn syrup in with it, which, you know, ruins the whole thing that you're getting there. Yeah, but it's great for marketing. I mean, you know, (laughs) sugar is one of the most addictive substances on the planet, so... It is, and it basically is in line with the uh, the breakfast cereals that we see. Right, and uh, one of the articles that we were looking at is it's by Joseph Mercola, and it's uh, the 10 Worst Breakfast Cereals. And we had some laughs over these because as kids, we were eating a lot of this junk, and it's really just junk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the 10 that he listed, I don't know if we want to go over all of them, but Corn Pops, Special K, Chocolatey Delight... General Mills uh, Fiber One Caramel Delight, mm-hmm. uh, a cereal called Choconilla. <laughs> Ooh, Choconilla. Yeah. <laughs> well, chocolate's good for you. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, what are we talking about here? Captain Crunch. Can't forget the Captain Crunch, especially with the Crunch Berries. The Crunch Berries, yeah. I mean, I was really disappointed to see that because I was going to start recommending that to our podcast listeners here. Golden Grams, Cocoa Krispies. Yeah, it's like eating, uh, what, candy bars in milk? Pretty much, yeah. He says here, the Cocoa Krispies, by the way, is 40% sugar by weight. And sugar, obviously, can suppress your immune system and impair your defenses against infectious disease. I mean, sugar basically causes insulin secretion in mass. Basically, there's no way your body can deal with it other than trying to burn it off immediately. And obviously, you're not going to be exercising rigorously when you're eating it. So it ends up being stored as fat, predominantly. And uh, Mercola wrote, telling parents that they are doing their child's health a favor by allowing them to eat this, or practically any children's cereal, is akin to letting them sit down to a full plate of Twinkies and Oreos and call it in a balanced meal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you wonder why they don't have like a Twinkie cereal or an Oreo cereal. Yeah, they pretty much have everything somewhat like that, though. Yeah, I guess so. I remember when I was a kid, there was a cereal that was called Donuts. That was what it was called. (laughs) It was, it was called donuts, and they were these little, you pour the bowl, and they're these little miniature powdered donuts, and you just pour awesome, milk on dude. them. And, and, awesome. Yeah, I thought it was the best thing ever invented. How about those uh, frosted-covered uh, mini-wheats? Frosted mini-wheats. Oh, yeah. I used oh. to eat like those. I grew up on those, too. It says cereals marketed to kids have 85% more sugar, 65% less fiber, and 60% more sodium than those aimed at adults. Mm-hmm. And the ones heavily marketed to children are Reese's Puffs, Corn Pops, Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Cap'n Crunch. Yeah, so yeah. they have these outlandish claims like, oh, it helps support your child's immunity. Cocoa Krispies? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing what they can get away with. Meanwhile, the average preschooler sees 642 serial ads a year on TV. I wonder if that's going down since the internet is what kids typically do instead of watching TV. More and more, it seems like. More, yeah, that's true. But okay, so we can't eat the cereals with the, uh, you know, 40 grams of sugar or 80 grams of sugar per serving or whatever it is Mm -hmm. for breakfast because that's going to really make us fat and sluggish and and sick. And not having any nutrition. Yeah. They put a sprinkle of uh, vitamins on them. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you got that going for you. Yeah, of course. 
They're fortified, man. They're fortified. Fortified cereals. So then should we just skip breakfast? No, 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 no. Breakfast, as everyone has heard, it's the most important meal of the day. It is. Kind of gets your body uh, started in the right direction. And kind of bears on this other article on correctweightloss.net titled Breakfast Skippers Beware. You could be increasing abdominal fat storage. A lot of people skip breakfast for a variety of reasons, the most obvious reason being a lack of time. Most people would rather spend 30 minutes more in bed than spending that time preparing and consuming a healthy breakfast. But what does that do to someone who is trying to lose weight? A lot, apparently. So, the general gist of this is basically linking weight loss to breakfast. They organize the people in the categories of those who never ate breakfast, those who ate breakfast occasionally, and those who eat it every day. And then uh, all three groups consumed the equal amount of calories. The breakfast skipping was related to increased intra-abdominal fat, independent of age, gender, total fat, total lean tissue, and total energy intake. Even occasional breakfast consumption appeared to result in lower abdominal fat storage. One study even found that obesity and insulin resistance syndrome rates were 35% to 50% lower among people who ate breakfast every day compared to those who frequently skipped it. So obviously, you know, being in fasting mode, skipping breakfast is not helpful because you end up binging later on, you know, and you're throwing your metabolism out of whack. Yeah, and especially people that go into offices, I've worked off and on in various office environments, and there's always carbs available to eat. I mean, whether it's M&Ms or uh, someone brings in donuts or bagels or whatever it is. Yeah, a bagel and a tall glass of orange juice, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's so tempting when you, if you skip breakfast or have a really light breakfast and somebody brings in a box of donuts or there's just a bunch of peanut M&Ms sitting out there. I mean, it's really, really hard to not indulge in that because you're hungry. So you're going to just grab whatever's there and not really think too much about it. And then obviously, by the time you get to lunch, you're going to be starving. So you're probably going to overeat. Or I know some people that can make it through the whole day with really not having a meal. And they're just snacking on all these uh, you know, empty calories. And then they get home and they're just like ravished, right? Yeah, it is definitely not a healthy perspective. So it's important for breakfast to have you know, that balanced meal, to get an adequate protein, moderate amount of carbs... And then a decent amount of fat for energy, you know, that keeps you sustained until lunchtime. Yeah. As far as options, I like, you know, I mentioned frozen berries. Another sort of breakfast that I eat would be blueberries, a big bowl of blueberries. And I eat that with almond butter. I think that goes better than uh, peanut butter. Almond butter is another great source of uh, energy. And you can find almond butter at some health food stores. Uh, Trader Joe's has it pretty cheap. Regular grocery stores tend to be more expensive with the other nut butters besides peanut butter. Yeah. So you kind of have to shop around to find a decent deal. But um, that's another way to do it. So that's one of my favorites. Yeah, there's really a lot you can do at breakfast. You know, if you have a blender, you can just put a lot of things in there and make sure you're getting all the right nutrients. Um, I don't tend to do a lot of the smoothies, though, because I end up, for some reason, I need to eat. Instead of if I drink, I get hungry like a couple hours later. But that's an option. And then, you know, eggs, that's a great thing. I mean, that keeps you full for a long time. Sure. Yeah, the traditional eggs and and bacon sort of thing, the Atkins style, if you will, uh, is definitely healthier than pouring a big bowl of Cap'n Crunch. (laughs) Or even a big bowl of Raisin Bran or some of the cereals people think of that are supposed to be more healthy. I mean, it's much better to get the protein and the fat and everything from, uh, from your breakfast. 
Yeah, as Mercola said here, but even if you're not eating a children's cereal, let's say you're eating a more, quote, adult-oriented cereal that's high in fiber and low in sugar, it is still not a healthy breakfast choice. Why? Because cereal is mostly grain, and grains rapidly break down to sugar in your body, stimulating insulin production. So if you are overweight, have high cholesterol, have high blood pressure, have diabetes, then you are best served avoiding cereal for breakfast. Yeah. That is really what my nutrition plan is all about. Avoiding grains such as bagels, cereal, and pancakes, and replacing them with high-quality proteins such as eggs, healthy fats, including saturated fat. Yeah, butter is not bad. And sometimes I'll have half a piece of whole wheat toast with some butter on it just to kind of mix things up a bit. Yeah, I mean, I like to do the flourless bread, which is you know healthier than the regular kind of bread. No flour? Yeah, no flour. It tastes pretty much like regular bread, so... I bought some really tasty European wheat bread, I think it was called. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was kind of like those multi-grain breads, but it was heartier, like they had seeds and stuff in it. Yeah. And the only problem with it, it was really tasty when it was toasted and it was high in fiber and and low in carbs, or lower in carbs. Um, When I put butter on it, the butter would melt through and it would drip through the bread. Like it was (laughs) porous, so it was difficult to eat in a way that you don't get the butter all over yourself. Yeah. (laughs) We're going for convenience here. Yeah, I guess for breakfast, most people don't really eat many veggies, huh? Because he says healthy fats, including saturated fat, and low glycemic complex carbs, mostly from veggies. You know, I guess you could do like a green drink. So like a V8 or tomato juice. I mean, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good look at breakfast. And there's another article here that I thought was interesting. Breakfast around the world. And it's interesting to see what people are eating in other places besides America, what their traditional sort of breakfasts are. And we both like the uh, huevos motolenos. Is that how you pronounce that? Oh, yeah. Huevos motolenos. I've heard of the huevos rancheros, which is mighty tasty. It's uh, a couple corn tortillas with refried beans and eggs and ranchero sauce and cheese. I mean, that's mighty good there. That'll stick to your ribs. (laughs) Yeah, But this is a hearty Mexican favorite. This breakfast dish originated in the Yucatan Peninsula and consists of two eggs on a fried tostada with tomatoes, ham, peas, platanos, murduros. Uh Not sure what those are. Queso fresco and oftentimes black beans. Beans are great too. Good source of fiber and fairly healthy. And then of course in Morocco, they have the uh, breakfast tagine or tagine. Uh-huh. A slow-cooked stew consisting of lamb and a variety of traditional herbs and seasonings is named after the clay pot in which it's cooked. The leftovers are often eaten for breakfast the following day. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting to see people eating leftovers for breakfast. That's not really typical in American diets because, again, people gravitate to these sugary breakfast cereals because it's quick and easy. Just pour it in a bowl, pour milk on it, and there you go. But you're really not doing your body a favor there. Yeah, and to think that if you get that extra 20 minutes of sleep that you're going to have you know, more energy throughout the day by skipping breakfast, um, that's where you're going wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because uh, you're better off just getting up a little bit early and having something in your stomach. I mean, even if it's not the most healthy thing ever, it's still going to be better than just skipping it altogether. This is true. I mean, if you had a piece of toast with some butter rather than nothing, I think it would be better. But Actually, what would be better than the piece of toast would be a couple spoonfuls of uh, nut butter. Yeah. Because then you've got that long-lasting energy 
Although yeah, the toast exactly. gives you a little bit more uh, fullness, but make sure that it's got plenty of fiber in it. Yeah, it's yeah. not the uh, typical glue bread. <laughs> yeah. So my dad used to call Wonder Bread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> glue bread. You could just wad it up into this ball and it would stick to something. Yeah. So anyway, I think that about wraps up this show. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. And, of course, if you have any questions regarding this whole holiday season and how one navigates through all the different food rituals in this season and maintains a healthy perspective on it, just go ahead and send us your questions and comments. You can comment on the blog or after the show notes when we post these podcasts. We'd love to hear you know what's going on in your life and what the challenges are. Yeah, and sign up for our, our Three Pillars audio, free audio on healthymindfitbody.com. Just go there and uh, give us your name and email address. And of course, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, we have a link to that in the show notes as well as on the uh, homepage. And you're welcome to rate or review the show so that we can get up there in the rankings and become... Superstars. Superstars, more popular than... What, Oprah and her uh, protein drink diet. <laughs> there you go. Which I just saw a little thing there. Oprah lost, I don't know, 70 pounds, I guess. Uh, she subsequently regained the weight, and uh, the first major weight loss that she had was on that liquid protein diet. And now she's kind of uh, chastising herself because she's fallen off the wagon. And, you know, this cycle happens for a lot of people. They lose the weight, they gain it back. And a healthy mind, fit body is all about this holistic perspective where you change your mindset about how you look at the way you're eating and you actually check in with your emotions. There's a program at the end of the book that helps you delve into your subconscious thoughts and feelings about this and helps you resolve the self-conflict so you don't have to do this yo-yo diet thing. Yeah. So that wraps up this show. Have a good week and we'll talk to you all next week. Happy holidays. It's a-